Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Michelle. Well, that was an entrance. We are the Musty Collective, creators on a journey to better storytelling. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musty in here. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk about the new Apple TV Plus show. Well, it's not new anymore, but it was new a couple months ago. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Starring Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key. Michelle, how excited from 1 to 10 are you? 10 being the most excited to talk about this show on the podcast. Oh! Whoa! Eleven. This was I'm... a Michelle's. This was this was a Michelle episode right here. Yeah. She brought this to fruition for all of you. Yeah. We gave you a choice to talk about Shang Chi. No one wanted to talk about Shang Chi, so. Mm-hmm. We are here to talk about Schmigadoon. The movie we were meant to talk about. Well, it was a, it was a series. It had episodes, so it's not a movie. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's start the show. Vulture Magazine did an article. Um, I believe it was written by Jackson McHenry. And this is their summary of the show, which I thought, why not just quote them instead of trying to come up with my own? Um, So they wrote, (laughs) Lost in the woods on a backpacking trip that's meant to rekindle their relationship, Cecily Strong's Melissa and Keegan-Michael Key's Josh Wander into a magical town that sounds a bit familiar. Okay, so we got to pause there. Lost in the Woods. This is a musical television series, so you got to add a little singing into it. I have to sing it? Lost in the Woods. Schmigadoon. Okay, go ahead. If you're familiar with musicals, as Melissa is, you might recognize the title as a play on Brigadoon, the learner and low show about a Scottish town that appears once every 100 years. Oh, that's what they were talking about on the show. Yeah. To me, I was, I was I will talk about this more later, but I kept going back to Oklahoma. <laughs> you also might recognize that as soon as everyone starts singing at Melissa and Josh, much to Josh's perturbation... That's a weird word. They all sound like they're from other Golden Age mid-century musicals, too. As the new Apple TV series unfolds, Melissa and Josh find themselves amid a set of crisscrossing plot lines, solos, and production numbers that gleefully reference everything from... Oklahoma! To Guys and Dolls and The Music Man. I've only, I've only, as people are going to know, I've only watched Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one word you keep saying. That's, that's the one I know. Yeah. I've watched other musicals, mm-hmm. like Cats 2019. And Wicked. We saw Wicked We saw together. Wicked. Yeah, but, you know, we didn't, it wasn't a movie, but yeah, we saw The Pantages. Mm-hmm. It was a, that was a great show. Yes. But I, I'm more fond of, like, Phil on the Roof, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. The Keenan Eye. You've seen some. Yeah. Um, and it's performed by a choice group of comedy and theater actors, including Kristen Chenoweth, who was in Wicked, 
Ariana DeBose, and Aaron Tavit. So, pretty nice summary of the show. Now, I'm not going to read all of them because that would make this a very long podcast. That is true. So, I'm just going to give you a couple from the article and then you can look it up. So, if you want to read this for yourself, you go to vulture.com and you look up the article, The Many, Many Musical Theater References Behind Schmigadoon's Songs by Jackson McHenry. So, just within the first episode, Schmigadoon, the first episode of Schmigadoon um, introduces the town of Schmigadoon with a group number about, well, Schmigadoon. Specifically, how great it is. Think Camelot from Camelot or Oklahoma from Oklahoma. Or it's a typical day from Lil Abner. Paul started off here, the composer, with what he thought of as the lazy version of what the musical theater song is, which they used in pitching the show but then circled back to rewrite the full version of the song once the project was greenlit. He says, I really decided it needed to invoke Rodgers and Hammerstein a lot. Yeah, it definitely gave me that Roger Hammerstein feel, for Mm -hmm. sure. Which is really nice, honestly. I miss those kind of musicals. Mm -hmm. A lot more than the first version I did, because it's the first song here, Paul said. To that end, the song now ends with the very Oklahoma Spelling lesson of everyone chanting S C H M I G A D O O N. Schmigadoon. Yes. I'm just, I'm, this is not even the right <laughs> key. I'm just singing Schmigadoon. It's, it's a fun word to say, though, once you figure out how to say it. It is very fun. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I was thinking about it because I was thinking about the show. I was like, where'd they get the name Schmigadoon? And I. It's like, that sounds so familiar. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, Brigadoon. And then when you say, like, something, it's like, uh, Brigadoon Schmigadoon. <laughs> really? That's what you're going with? Well, that's I think that's where they got the title. Because, ah. you know, like, I don't know. Nah. Chocolate schmocklet, like. Nah. You my... just say schmock at the beginning, and it's like, yeah, whatever. My mother told me never to pronounce words like that. being told by the singing leprechaun that is martin short at the end of the first episode oh, yeah i forgot about him mm-hmm. i thought they're gonna use him a lot more honestly yeah it was weird he just like showed up and left um they can't leave schmigadoon without true love so melissa and joss devolve into a lover's spat which the townspeople helpfully exaggerate behind them yes and that was the first time I was annoyed with this whole musical. <laughs> but people, because people were just being people's business. Mm-hmm. That was really annoying. But the music was good and the dance choreography was, was very nice. Yes. But I will say there's a freaking leprechaun in this, in this series mm-hmm. who's the one who kind of makes them think that they can't leave unless there's true love. Yes. Now, we'll talk about this as we get towards the end of the series. But is that really true? Does anyone else in the town know about this leprechaun? We don't know. Does anybody else know the rule that you can't leave unless it's true love? Like they mm. talk about it when like Josh starts like 
Tinder Tinder dating all the women in the town. <laughs> but like, come on now. Yeah, that is true. There's some choreographed smacking, a reference to the domestic violence excused in Carousel. While musically, the song references South Pacific's There Is Nothing Like a Dame. Um, so that's kind of what that song was referencing for Lover's Fat. Okay, so now that you mention it, let's... Like, where did the, me- the leprechaun come from? Yeah, I don't I don't know. But you had an interesting theory about him? I was thinking, like, maybe he could be, like, the ruler of the town? Like, the true ruler of the town. Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like there's this spell happening that's keeping these people here, and they don't even know that the rest of the world exists. But, well, they do know, but... They're like way behind the tech, like the times. Mm-hmm. Like they're even more work- like what's that group of people who are super religious and they Amish. build barns? They're like worse than the Amish. Because <laughs> I've seen the Amish at In and Out. Like the Amish at least get out and do something. It was all family together, but yeah, I literally mm-hmm. saw. I think it was like three or four families. Yeah, mm-hmm. it they were in Victorville, oh. getting uh, getting In and Out burgers and fries mm-hmm. and milkshakes and all that good stuff. <laughs> But these people can never, ever leave. Yeah. So, and then the lead up to Josh and Melissa going into mm-hmm. Schmigadoon, they're on this trip to, like, renew their love for each other. Yes. And this weird old couple gathers them and, like, other couples. Mm-hmm. They get lost in the forest and they happen upon Schmigadoon. But the old couple kind of get this weird, like mystical fantastical warning mm-hmm. also let's preface this first before we get into the next subject which is my favorite subject that we're going to talk about in this podcast <laughs> which is ranking all the couples the whole conflict here and the reason why they need true love to get out is because they got into Schmigadoon arguing about the fact that they weren't truly in love with each other yes and they had this very me cute moment four years ago i believe they've been mm-hmm. together for four years Josh has not dropped the question because he doesn't want to commit to marriage. Mm-hmm. Melissa wants him to drop the question. There's like multiple backstory scenes that show Melissa at like weddings, trying to nudge Josh into the question, mm-hmm. trying to push him into that commitment role. It's a kind of standard American modern couple kind of thing going yeah. on. So that's the premise for their relationship. So they don't start in Schmigadoon really, really well. And they're also both doctors. Yes. So that's the whole setting. Yes. Okay. They're actually from New York. And they're from New York City. Yes. Um, Yeah, so they're trying to figure out how to, like, they're like, well, yeah, obviously we love each other. But, yeah, so their whole thing is they're trying, they're fighting with each other, so they're super mad at each other. They're not talking to each other. They start exploring the town separately. And then Melissa breaks them up. And, yes, she's like, I'm done with you. Um, I don't care if we have to, we're stuck in this town. I just don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. And so the whole series is just episodes of Josh and Melissa Tinder dating with all the town's folks, single people, <laughs> yes. trying to find true love so they can find... Well, Melissa's really trying to find someone that's going to commit to her and really appreciate her. Mm-hmm. Josh is trying to find a woman that he can walk out of Schmigadoon with. Yes. Because he hates musicals and he hates mm-hmm. to sing. Yes. Melissa loves musicals and already starts singing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's totally prepared. Right. So it brings me to 
this next section. Mm-hmm. All season one couples ranked. <laughs> All right. So start off with obviously Josh, Melissa. I, I'm not ranking them. I'm just naming the couples. Mm-hmm. Then there's Josh and the school marm. Mm-hmm. Then there's Melissa and the bad boy. I didn't have a proper name. I know there's a name from him, but I'm just saying the bad boy. Yeah. Melissa and the doctor. Again, just getting mm-hmm. the name. The mayor and the preacher, which mm-hmm. that, was a, that was an interesting one right there. Um, Josh and the schoolgirl, another interesting one as well. Oh, yes. Yes. There are a lot of couples in this thing. There were. There were. And then obviously there's more you could say. Like there's the preacher and the the villain, the the antagonist. Yeah. If you want to, maybe the mayor and his the mayor's wife. But yeah. I don't know if you really want to count them. Then there's the doctor's old couple parents who mm-hmm. die. Trying some new things. <laughs> yes. That was so sad. Uh, they actually made me mad at Melissa. All right, so <laughs> you want to go like the ones that are listed here. Do you okay. want to do you want to rank them for mm. and then I'll rank I'll I'll do my ranking. So who's your? So we like have six, six couples. Okay. So who's number six for you? Number six would be Josh and the schoolgirl. Okay. Because that was just bad. Sure. That was sure. a horrible. It was never confirmed that she was underage. Underage. I think she was. Um. Okay, number five. Number five, I would say Melissa and the doctor. Yeah, that's a good one. Because he, apparently he was engaged to that other chick. Yeah, but he didn't really seem like he wanted to be engaged to that chick. But anyways, mm-hmm. good point. Number four. Number four, Melissa and the bad boy. Okay. Because that was kind of like a rebound kind of relationship. She, they, she just broke up. True, true, true. And so it was never serious. And he was taking it very seriously, talking about their future kids and like... He was like changing his whole life for her, which yes. is what she had wanted mm-hmm. from Josh. Ah. So it was interesting. It's kind of like you got what you wanted... And now you don't actually want it. Mm-hmm. Now it makes me think of the notebook and, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch that movie. With yeah. or without you, I'm going to watch that movie. Yes. Because I've never actually watched that movie. All right. And then uh, number three and number two. I don't know. The mayor and the preacher. I don't know where to rank that because it's just. Or just say it. Just, just You don't have to give a because, but just say your ranking. I guess three. Who, who, who's For it the mayor and the preacher. Okay, number two. And then number two, um, Josh and the school marm. And okay, then number, number one. one is Josh and Melissa. Typical. Typical. Smigadoon fan over here. Well, S- super, you're super supposed biased. to root for them the whole time. All right, here so, we go. Here we go. You actually had you actually had it pretty good. I'm going to say Melissa and the... I'm going to say Melissa and the bad boy actually are my number six. Mm. Because that was just like a revenge hookup yeah. thing. Uh, then I'm going to say uh, at number five. Oh, this is actually getting hard for me now. Oh, yeah. At number five, I'm going to say Josh and Melissa. Mm-hmm. I actually don't really believe in their relationship, personally. <laughs> I don't. There's, there's, I have my reasons. Uh, number four, I will say. It is 
I guess this would be Josh and a schoolgirl again. Not confirmed. We not we didn't see a license, so or an ID, so we don't really mm-hmm. know. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, like the way they put it, like the only reason why he didn't like her mm-hmm. was then he's like, wait, are you in high school or not in high school? That's the only reason. But his was like just purely lust, though. It was pure lust. That's true. Cause they, he was like, they're just laughing at everything I'm saying. Like, yeah, she was like the like the bad boy from Melissa. Yeah, she was satisfying his needs, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it was Disney former Disney Channel star uh, Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron was fulfilling that role, which is mm-hmm. very interesting. So, um, okay, so number three, yeah, so no, yeah, so number three for me would be Melissa and the Doctor. I haven't said that one yet, right? No. I actually really believed in that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's probably who I would have had, from a writer standpoint, I would have had Melissa end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, because that one made the most sense. And But he was then going to do almost what the bad boy was going to do is he wanted Melissa to tell him how to, how to be different, how to change his mm-hmm. ways. So again, it was like giving her too much control. Yeah. Then number two would be the mayor and the preacher because they actually were seen. I mean, we don't know what the relationship is actually like. We just know that at the end of the episode, they end up liking each other or mm-hmm. like at least publicly sh- like outing themselves that they like each other. Yeah. Um, but they seem like really nice together. Mm-hmm. They seem happy. And OK, mm-hmm. like I believe in their relationship more than Josh and Melissa. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And number one, no. No lies here, Josh and Schoolmarm. The best, uh. the best relationship in the show. The relationship that should have lasted for season one. If you're gonna go to season two, which mm-hmm. it seemed like that's what they were trying to a- emphasize, mm-hmm. you go with Josh and the Schoolmarm and little Carson. Little it's a nice Carson. little family. Carson. Yeah. I think like there was a moment in this show where I was thinking maybe they are the better couple. They really were but the better But I never, couple. like, I never um, thought that about Melissa and her people that she was with. Yeah, that's a fair point. I It probably would have been best if Melissa ends up alone. Hmm. And then Josh escapes Schmigadoon with the school marm. There, mm. ergo, setting up a crazy season two. Yeah, I don't even know where they would go. They're going to go to New York. But it's called Schmigadoon, but they're not in Schmigadoon? Hey, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> I didn't come up with the name. <laughs> um, okay, so those are our rankings. Yeah. Uh, and if if you have if you have your own rankings, let us know. Yeah, I'm curious to see who you thought should have been together. Yeah, I, I just really like Josh and Schoolmarm. I think they both helped each other grow without the whole like super pushy pushy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They seem to have really actual chemistry on camera versus uh, Keegan and um, Cecily and Cecily personally. Like I felt like the like I felt like when they're arguing, they had decent chemistry, but I never really believed in their relationship from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Their meet cute was kicking down a, a vending machine and getting a bunch of candy. I liked it.
Yeah, I just and then the scene where Josh and Carson, you know, had a talk about Carson realizing you know, the school mom wasn't his sister, but his mother, which was a really epic plot twist. Yes, that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just revealing. I was like, oh snap. Crackle pop. Who's the daddy? <laughs> Who is the daddy? That the daddy is yeah. the schoolgirl's father, probably. No. Because <laughs> I thought, I mean, I mean, you can't tell. But Carson looked all black. Well, he was, was very dark. He, he was light-skinned, too, though. What? He was? Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't that much darker than Michael Keegan. Michael Keegan. Oh, Yeah. yeah. So, I think I said. I don't think it was. No. Because <laughs> then they would. I think. Ooh. Oh, who may, is it? Who is it? Maybe. Like I said, I think it's. Like, I think it's Josh. What? So, the thing is, if. um. Josh is actually the father of if Carson. If the school mom has lived in Schmigadoon all her life. I don't know. I don't know if we she has. Know. Because the know. townspeople, like, like the little evil lady, mm-hmm. doesn't really like. She never really liked them. Yeah, but if if that was the case, maybe since if it's going by Brigadoon that this town appears every once in a while, maybe mm. another couple fell into the town and then they she had an affair with one of those people. No, 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 no. Her and a dude fell into the town. The dude left with another girl. And she got and left, stuck. And left her pregnant, stuck in Schmigadoon. Oh, oh, dang. The tea writes itself. <laughs> oh, the tea spills itself. Oh, mercy. That just gave me a flutter. That's so... You got heart palpitations? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a heart attack as we talk about this right now. Call 911. <laughs> no, uh, that is... That's pretty good, actually. That's sad. Hey, but that's that's what you got to do. You got to twist the knife that's in the back true. of the characters. Yeah, like maybe. But that's why Melissa should have left alone. Then, ironically, mm-hmm. Melissa gets left alone and school mom gets a dude out to get to get out of Schmigadoon. Mm. And then you could have easily twisted it like school mom is nice and sweet just to get out of Schmigadoon and then turns to a nasty devilish woman too. That is true. Or, or not maybe devilish woman, but just she, her problems really surface to the top. Mm-hmm. Where because she's very perfect right now, right? And but that turns into like she turns into even another version of Melissa of like, well, why don't you do this and mm-hmm. why don't you change and da da da, right? Yeah, I don't know. My thing with the show is the whole rule that was set up by the Leprechaun was you can't leave unless you have true love. Yes. Right. So prove to me by the show's rules that were set up at the beginning that. Josh and the school mom aren't in, don't have true love. Yeah. And then the way they ended it, we don't even know if Josh and Melissa actually get out. Mm-hmm. It could literally be season two, episode one. All right, time to leave. And we call it, and there's uh, hope for all, and we call it Schmiga, dude. And then they walk out to the bridge, and it's like, oh, we can't leave. Because we don't actually know. Mm-hmm. I wish they had used this. That was a brilliant rule. Use it. Yeah, that's true. We really don't know. And I feel like maybe if um, Josh and the school mom walked over the bridge together, that they would have actually made it. That's how I felt. But it. But also, it's may, maybe he knew that, but 
he keep going, keep going. <laughs> but he um decided not to because he wanted to make things right with Melissa. And that's what I was gonna say. There's not a limit to how many people you're truly in love with. Maybe. Hmm. Like obviously, if it's like a hundred people, maybe you know, you're really just in love with yourself, <laughs> a la Loki from Disney Plus. But mm-hmm. I think having two seems reasonable. Yeah. And it could be like, I don't want to wait for our lives <laughs> to be over. It's no, like but, a Dawson's Creek or like One Tree Hill yeah. kind of thing. But what kind of love? It, does it have to be? It's true love. Spousal love? No, it's just true love. Oh, so school mom and, and Carson could have walked. Yeah, can can walk out. Yeah. 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 Have they ever I, tried to? I thought they were gonna walk out after he after he was like, I can't go with y'all. Yeah. I thought they were gonna try. I was like, okay, cool, we out, mm-hmm. we outie. Yeah. They don't need to stay in Shemigadoon. Yeah. But then she does have her teacher position, and it is kind of safe technically. That I'm, is true. The crime is pretty pretty low. <laughs> Non-existent. I, I mean, that's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you mind if we moved to Shemigadoon? Oh. But there's zero crime, and we can raise a happy family with chill people and sing songs all the time. And the weather is beautiful and good food just appears out of nowhere. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like post-season one, right? Everyone's kind of chill. Yeah. Once they learn... Their lessons? Yeah. Honestly, I would... <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I think that would be a dope place for us to live. But what if, like, once everybody starts to reveal all of their stuff, that it just becomes more like what our world is. Like, like the... it's Schmigadoon's like a false reality. Reality because everyone's just pretending to be perfect all the time. But that was holding it all together. <laughs> I don't know. So everyone just has to pretend, and then everything will be good. Well, the only problem is that there's that firefighter who's bored, and so it starts fires. He's a problem. He might be a psychopath. That is true. So I really love how this show dives deep into relational issues, but not like in the stereotypical movie kind of way. It talks about the hard parts of love and relationships and it pretty much just lays out like how people are sometimes hard to deal with and if you really love somebody you're gonna choose to stick it out with them and I think a lot of movies just choose to make it like this oh you when you find the person of your dreams it's like happily ever after and there's no problems, and you don't have to deal with anything after that. But it's like, no, real relationships are really hard. Yeah. And Long-term relationships. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot you have to work on, and both people are not perfect. And so it's really important that you understand that going in, and you're not assuming or like having unrealistic expectations of somebody else. Yeah, as a person who can be controlling... I really related to Melissa when she said the line to the evil lady. What's her name? Her character's name. But uh, when she said that, you got to let go. Mm-hmm. And that is true. 
if you're the person who has a more controlled tendency, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. It just means that you like to have things a certain kind of way, and you tend to be good at certain things in life. And when you partner some with somebody, sometimes, most often, we tend to partner with the, some with someone who's opposite of us, mm-hmm. which is weird how that happens. <laughs> but it happens. Opposites attract. It's something. It's something mm-hmm. weird going on. So that whole letting go. And when she said to Josh, like, I was so busy trying to change you, I didn't really realize that I may need to change. Mm -hmm. That was huge. That was big. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, there's this, like, idea of perfection that's getting broken down. And it's showing that in order to truly be happy, you need to be able to show who you really are, which is an imperfect person. And it also talks about forgiveness, which was really cool. And how the mayor's wife had to forgive um, just the, the mayor. Yeah, the mayor and, and just the, everybody that didn't fit into her idea of like. Well, that's a, that was a preacher's wife. Christian oh, Jenner preacher's wife. Yeah, yeah. Character was the preacher's wife. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just like I loved how they showed forgiveness. So, like when the Bible thumping Christian was rejected. They immediately showed her that it's okay to not be perfect and that they still accepted her as she grew. And in doing so, she was able to reunite with her estranged daughter and her grandchild because of it. And it was because Melissa reached out and connected with her. And if she hadn't done that, which goes on a lot in this world, then she would have never reached that point where she could grow and change into a better person yeah i think mildred was an interesting character and how they framed her was a little bit on the nose but i understand where they're coming from with Mm -hmm. that message and yeah mildred also was a very good antagonist though i mean let's talk talk about characters Mm -hmm. christian 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 chenoweth we really fit that role perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because, you know, when people fit those roles, it's like my whole thing with Kreese and Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Are they really that kind of person? <laughs> Offset. Because they do it so well. And just her face, her, her, <laughs> her, how animated her face was. Yeah. Oh, and let's talk about the fact, too, that Kristen Chenoweth and Dove Cameron must be related. Yes. Dove Cameron looks like a younger version of her. That's I like don't her, think they are, her but mom it's just or like, grandmother or something. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of wish they had had him on screen together once when they just look at each other and be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Which could be interesting backstory that Milford, Mildred mm-hmm. was, when she was younger, was more like Dove Cameron's character, Betsy. When mm-hmm. she was younger, and then she, you know, found her way, as it were, and became super religious to kind of, you know, find a way to repent of her previous life sins. Mm-hmm. Which, again, was interesting kind of stuff going on with backstory. Now, do you want a season two, or do you think it's good enough where it's at? <sighs> I'm just, I'm worried that if they do season two it's gonna be worse than season one why do you say that because i feel like that the story came full circle if you assume that they actually did make it out ah but they should have showed it though mercy 
<laughs> that is true. But they, I think they left it that way so that you could interpret it as like, oh, they made it. But then also it could leave it for the cliffhanger for a season two. Ah, the teasing. But, uh, <laughs> but teasing. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm worried that it's like gonna not going to flow. Yeah. Because it was a good, like, complete story. It was. It actually was. Um, and the show, as you said earlier, is called Schmigadoon. Mm-hmm. So. Unless they choose to stay. Ugh. <laughs> no, no two doctors. Go out and do your thing, young yeah. people. <laughs> All right. So to wrap this up, is this a story that kindles love in the hearts of humankind? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, because of the forgiveness theme, mm-hmm. the whole idea that instead of working towards perfection, you work towards being your true self and accepting yourself and accepting others for who they are. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like, like you said earlier about how certain people, like Mildred was one of those people, Melissa was one of those people trying to reach for perfection, but then, or this, and the school mom in a way too, mm-hmm. but then realizing, hey, I need to accept myself for who I am. Yeah. And it's like the whole town Schmigadoon was going through that as well. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I think, like, that's the only way that you can't... I mean, it's like the 12-step program. Admitting you have a problem is the first step. Right. So I think, like, when you... When they do all come to the realization, like, oh, I'm not being true to myself, and this isn't how I want to live, and this isn't who I am, and I'm hiding this part of myself... When you can fully, I guess, live out who you are, then that's when you can grow and change. Yeah. This is how we change. <laughs> but I like how in that song, how it talks about how if you see yourself through someone else's eyes, that's when you realize how you need to change and grow. Yeah. Because, like, it's that whole thing, like, which is happening in our country where it's, everyone's really divided. Yeah, but no and... one, no one's singing This Is How We Change right no, now. No, <laughs> I know. But I'm saying, like, this is that people are divided and they're only seeing themselves through their own eyes and their own opinions and people who think just like them. And so when we continue to do that, it's more and more polarized. But when you can see how you're, you look to somebody else that thinks differently than you and acts differently than you, then it kind of gives you a new perspective on who you are as a person and it helps you to um, re-examine yourself. That is very, very true. On next week's episode... We will be talking about some storytelling elements from the book, Save the Cat. Meow. And how you can incorporate them into your screenplay. Mm-hmm. And also into your novel and short story, possibly. Yeah, I think so. Sweet. And if you want to be featured as a guest on our show, you can email us at themustycreative at gmail.com and tell us your story. And a big thanks to our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Creative Podcast. If you would like to become a financial supporter of the show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash mustycreative and help make this show even better. And that's all we have time for. Remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now it's time to shower up. 
gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.